Good evening, everyone. I'm David Leslie, director of the Rothko Chapel, and I want to extend our uh, deepest uh, welcome and gratitude for your uh, presence with us tonight. I have one little housekeeping item, very important to the chapel. If you have a cell phone, if you don't mind turning it off or silencing it, and if you'd refrain from taking pictures, it'd be great, because in doing so, it gives us a chance, I think, as a community to be closer together and to be more attentive to one another, so thank you for that. Tonight we gather in the, this sacred space for a time of remembrance, contemplating cycles of life and death. On the occasions of Dia de los Muertos, All Saints Day, and National Hospice and Palliative Care Month, mindful that in both life and death, we are united and we all share a common journey. Tonight, through gifts of poetry, music, prayer, and silence, we are invited to remember and to give thanks for the memory and lasting influence of family members, friends, acquaintances we may never have been physically able to be with, who we've lost, while reflecting at the same time on the cycle of life and death as experienced and understood across diverse cultures and religious traditions. Tonight's program, which is part of a series that we do here at the chapel on sort of high holidays, World AIDS Day, International Women's Day, World Peace Day, important days, really, that connect us across the planet and the globe. Tonight, though, we're presenting this particular program in partnership with Houston Hospice, a critically important community organization offering end-of-life care to families, patients, friends, and acquaintances. Houston Hospice keeps us mindful that life in all its stages should be supportive and full of possibility, as clearly stated in their beautiful tagline, Life Matters. Along with the chapel's director of public programs, my colleague Kelly Johnson, I'm pleased tonight to welcome Houston Hospice's president and CEO, Raina McClellan, who you'll hear from in just a few minutes, and a number of the organization's board members, including the chair, a good friend, personally, a good friend of the chapel, Joyce Salhut, who's with us tonight. I want to particularly welcome you all. But with that, I also want to welcome and say thanks, if you notice in your program, including our wonderful musician that started the evening, a lot of people who have generously contributed their time, their gifts, and their talents to express to different mediums that which matters. So again, we want to say thank you to all of you for being with us tonight. I also want to say for you, those who may not be aware of it, the Rothko Chapel is part of the, what I would call the healing connective tissue of this community. Yesterday, we had a wedding, 150 people here. In a few weeks, we'll have a memorial service of a young person in their 20s who died unexpectedly. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I met a family from Spain uh, with one of the family members who's in Houston indefinitely for uh, cancer treatments at MD Anderson. This is the first place they came. So you're here because you're part of the connective healing tissue. 
And I'm just, uh, we're all honored to have you here in this really sacred and very special place. So with that as background, I want to thank again all of you for being part of making this place a community tonight. And now let us be in a time of prayer and meditation. Thank you, David. Houston Hospice is grateful to be in partnership with the Rothko Chapel for a time of remembrance during National Hospice Month in November. Each year and every day, Houston Hospice honors physicians, nurses, hospice aides, social workers, chaplains, office support, and volunteers for their expertise, selflessness, and compassion for patients and families in the Houston community. They go above and beyond 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to care for patients and families regardless of their age, race, ethnicity, place of origin, and despite their ability to pay. It is their passion to help others live their best quality of life and walk hand in hand as they journey through their grief. This sentiment is best explained in a personal letter written by a loving husband about the care and compassion Houston Hospice provided to his gravely ill wife. I'd like to read this letter and just be mindful as you hear his very deep words. On behalf of my beloved wife, Deborah, I choose to pause mid-stride in the deepest, most profound grief I have ever known to thank you for the excellent care provided to my wife, Deborah, in recent days. So much of what you do is done behind the scenes without fanfare, recognition, or personal acknowledgement. The concerted effort of a group of dedicated individuals sometimes hides the enormity of each individual contribution and the personal dedication required to achieve near miracles on a daily basis. This note to you is an effort to convey my heartfelt message. Thank you for your calming presence and gentle guidance at a very difficult time. The nobility of your efforts arises from the love and compassion behind each action, a love for the beautiful but flawed life that each is given and that each must surrender unwillingly, a love for both the beauty and imperfections of humanity in general and the fragile, tender, fleeting beauty that shines in the eyes of those blessed to be briefly in your care whose pain has been diminished, and whose fear and anguish have been wrapped in your embrace and lessened by the gentle touch of your hand. The saints and angels portrayed in cathedrals across the world must surrender their glory in your presence. All that you do with your hands and your hearts has made real the often mythical goodness of mankind. Take from this note something that I hope will return to you again and again in a quiet voice. You've made a lasting difference in our lives. In parting the curtains of grief, you've allowed the healing light of joy to shine through. With your presence, you dispelled the loneliness that envelops all who suffer. And with your unselfish love, you've renewed our faith and life in the intrinsic goodness of mankind. Thank you.
So good evening. It is an honor to be here at the Rothko Chapel. I am a chaplain and I work for BioCity Hospice. So forgive me for holding my cell phone up. It was really self-conscious, but my notes were forgotten somewhere and I'm gonna read, so apologies to David in the chapel. So um, I reflected on the intention for this evening, which is a time of remembrance, contemplating cycles of life and death. So I really took that in and did as it was calling me to do, contemplate on it. What am I remembering? Those were questions I was asking myself. What do I contemplate at this time of the year? So Margaret Bendroth, she's a religion scholar, and um, listening to her, she said that as, from the perspective of the Bible, biblical, uh, as a biblical scholar, her research indicates that the word remembrance means that when in the Bible they were speaking of remembrance, what they were saying was, if you're remembering a battle, a person, an event, um, we have a moral imperative to live out those values that those people uh, lived. And so remembering isn't just a cognitive um, exercise, it is an imperative to live out those lives and events and what they meant. There's also, um, I, as I was searching on the word remembrance, um, I came upon the spelling remember, to reattach. So if you think of dismembering, the opposite would be to remember. So today we're reattaching ourselves to those people we feel we lost the connection to. We're reattaching ourselves. And so I thought that was a beautiful way to think of the word remember, because it it's about coming back to the body. Because a lot of times we, we live in our heads a lot in this society, right? That's why it's, this space is great, because we come back to the body. We come to contemplate, we come to meditate. And we come back to the body, we remember. So we're not just thinking cognitively, there they are. We're reattaching by their lives, uh, by their examples. So the last thought I'll leave you with is, um, one of my favorite writers is Henry Nouwen. So if you do any hospice work, spiritual care work, you run across Henry Nouwen, the Dutch priest. And he has this idea of giving ourselves in life and death. So there's this idea of you give your death away. And I always thought, what an interesting idea. Have I come across the idea? And I said, well, you know, if you really think about it, when um, I renewed my driver's license and I had to <laughs> contemplate the idea of giving my organs away. So that in a way, I am kind of giving my death away through my organs if they're of any use. So that's a way that we haven't consciously uh, thought about, but we are giving our death away. But I thought, well, um, we're taught in school, we're taught make a life, make a living, but no one really has taught us to do something with our death, that our death is capital, that our death is a tangible commodity we can, uh, we can leave behind, that we don't just have, uh, we, we live in a kind of, we will do, we will achieve. But Henry Nouwen uh, asked us to 
be fruitful and contemplate the fruitfulness of the lives of those people we're remembering today. We're, we really are going to have a lot more, um, not just by thinking of their achievements, but their fruitfulness. That extends beyond um, this life. What people will harvest from your life is going to be amazing. Um, you know, so it's not your achievements, because they, you know, they have an expiration date. But what people will harvest, your fruitfulness, when you give your death away, and that is mostly done through love, through how you serve the community, through how you love people in the community. And everyone that we will remember today will be because they gave their death away and they had something to offer us that we can remember. So thank you.
Thank you for having me today. I'm Acharya Brahmadev from Marismas, Greater Houston. And I come from Mauritius, which is quite far away. So let me go into the subject directly. Won't hang over with the introduction. The Hindu faith anchored in the Vedas recognized as the most ancient book in the library of mankind. So I'll start with one of the hymns. It says, Om Vayuranilam Amritam Mathedam Pasmantam Sharinam Om Kratosmara Klebesmara Kretamsmara I tried to write it in the form of a poem. It says, God leading the path for us. O men and women, when the breath of life ceases, let this body be incinerated and quickly returned to the five gross elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. Throughout life, remember, the old just issue of God, who is ever watchful of all our actions. So let's be mindful of our karma. We shall easily recollect our thoughts, words, and deeds that were done, as well as those that are and would be done. Surrender to the Almighty's guidance and instructions. Therein lies the key to moksha, mukti, or what is generally known in one word, salvation. So the words smara comes three times in this mantra. Smara is remembering. What should we remember? It says krato smara. Remember what we've done, what we are doing, and what we contemplate to be done. Because actions, karma, are what is going to determine what will be next. Then it says, Klebe Smara, remember the Almighty watching us on our karma. And in the law of karma, we are not going to be excused, and we can't escape the outcome. Then it says, Kretam Smara, again laying emphasis on karma. Because when we depart this world, this is what we are remembered for, our actions. Whatever be the wealth we've accumulated, all these remain here. What goes with us, the Hindu philosophy of karma is closely linked to rebirth. So the Patanjali Yoga Sutra says, Sati mule tad vipakasha jatir ayu bhoga. Our next birth, jati species, ayu the lifespan and bhoga what we'll be enjoying 
will also depend on the species. So it shows as per our karma, the soul can be born. If we've upgraded ourselves, we'll be getting a better birth, with a better family to do both material and spiritual progress. But if we've gone on the reverse gear, we'll go downwards on the species. And the Veda says, andhantama pravishanti. The last part of it is to be born where even you can't see the sunlight. And I'll take from the Gita, which is known, very famous. Shri Krishna tells Arjun, what is birth? Dehi nos yatha dehi komaraha yovana jara tatha dehantara praptira dheeras tatra namu yati. Union of the soul with the body, that's birth. And parting is death. Body undergoes three stages, childhood, youth, and old age. But the soul, ever youthful. It's like the traveler, just changes the vehicle, takes another one. It says, the soul is everlasting. Neither is it born, nor does it die. Again, it says, as we discard, worn out clothes, and take new ones, the Atma, soul, sheds one body to take another, continues on the path of perfection, till it attains moksha mukti. It says, swords cannot cut it, fire cannot burn it, water cannot dissolve it, and the wind can dry it. So remember, we're on the path of perfection. And the Vedas, the root scriptures of Hinduism, has no prayers or rituals post the antyeshti sanskar, the incineration or cremation rites. We find the word pitara in the Vedas, in the Gita, in the Ramayana. It refers to elderly living beings around us to whom we need to care. Because we'll get the blessings, how they'll share their life experiences and knowledge. And that's a whole encyclopedia. As we say, when elderly leaves us, it's like a library which goes burnt down to ashes. When our house is burnt, it's the present which seems to be burning in front of us. But if we lose our child, it's as if we are losing our future. So just remember the transient nature of life. And one of the fundamentals is rebirth. And after rebirth, the soul has another set of parents, siblings, friends, and relatives. What do we remember? Remember only the karma, the actions of the departed. And these are the memories we cherish. And I would say, when uh, somebody departs, 
for whatever words we say, but the real word is Om Sadgati. Praying to God that this soul continues on the peaceful and progressive journey of perfection to Mukti Moksha. So memorial gatherings, we have it for what? Question is, it's there to remember the deeds of the departed. Learn from what they did good and do it ten times better. And avoid the errors, the mistakes, and the omissions. Final word. Our prayers always end with Om Shantihi, Shantihi, Shanti. It says, O oh God, may we live life full of peace at the physical, cosmic, and spiritual levels. May we be free from pains and afflictions resulting from our own physical, mental setup. Caused by other living beings or by our own self, or arising out of the cosmic forces. O oh God, may we live a life full of peace at the physical, mental, moral, spiritual, and social peace. So standing today for remembrance, I think the first thing we need to do, be grateful to God for having blessed us with those who are no longer amongst us. Learn from their lives, make our lives better. And as I said, whatever they did good, do it 10 times better. And we'll get not only a better self, a better family, a better society, a better community, a better country, and a better world. So remembrance is all about that, just to empower ourselves to be better human beings, and the Vedas, I would end, say, Manur Bhava Daivyam Janam. Apne divya, apne janma ko divya banai. Let's make this life given to us by the grace of God as bright as we can and shine bright in our character, in our actions, in our nature, in, we, in what we do what we cause to be done, and to what we consent. Thank you. Namaste. Good evening. Death has been on my mind over the last few years quite a lot. Although I long ago accepted my mortality, I have now reached an age when every ache, every injury, every malady, and every pandemic reminds me of my inevitable demise 
sooner rather than the difficult to fathom later. In addition, over the last three years, our family had been forced to deal with the death of my three oldest siblings, which means only four of the nine sons and daughters of Martina and Domingo Palomo are left on this earth. It also means the memories those siblings carried in their souls of my parents, my grandparents, aunts and uncles and others are also gone. In addition to becoming more obsessed with wondering about when and how I will go, I find myself increasingly concerned with the idea of my legacy. Will I be remembered? If so, by whom, how, and for how long? If that sounds selfish or egotistical, it's because it is. I am a human being, after all, and the quest for immortality is a part of being human. This poem is about that, and about the belief shared by many Mexicans and other Latinos that we each go through three separate deaths. It was inspired in part by a passage in Isabel Allende's novel, Eva Luna, in which her mother tells Eva, there is no death, people die only when we forget them. If you can remember me, I will be with you forever. The poem is written in the form of a conversation with my older brother, Manuel, who died when he was seven years old, long before I was born. Las Tres Muertes. They say we die three times. When we take our last breath, when they bury us, and when there's no one left to utter our name. I was born years after your death, so I can't say I remember you. In fact, there's no one left con memorias of you, El Niño Serio, who chose spending time with his mother over playing with others. Of you, hair neatly in place, vestido en blanco for First Communion. Of you, on your deathbed, stoic even then. Those who shared those memories, Los Abuelitos, Mama y Papa, Luisa y Fina, Hando y Beto, they're all dead now. The rest of us, the four still here, cling to the sepia print of you staring down the camera. We hold on to blurred stories, faded secondhand memories patched together from others' washed out recuerdos. Tu nombre era Manuel. They called you Meme. We who hang on will now and then utter that name. Meme. 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 Until we too set out on that first leg of that journey. Thank you.
During the next musical piece, we invite you to bring a photo or a memento to the middle altar in memory of your loved one. There will also be volunteers who will have note cards with uh, pencils and you can um, leave a remembrance, a poem, a prayer on the altar. Salías del templo un día, llorona, cuando al pasar yo te dirí. Salías del templo un día, llorona, cuando al pasar yo te vi. Hermoso huipil llevabas, llorona, que la virgen te creí. Hermoso huipil llevabas, llorona, que la virgen te creí. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona, llorona del campo lirio. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona, llorona del campo lirio. El que no sabe de amores, llorona, no sabe lo que es martirio. El que no sabe de amores, llorona, no sabe lo que es martirio. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona, llorona llévame al río. Ay, de mi llorona, llorona, llorona llévame al río. Tapame con tu rebozo, llorona, porque me muero de frío. Tapame con tu rebozo, llorona, porque me muero de frío. Esos llevo en el alma llorona que no se apartan de mí. Dos besos llevo en el alma llorona que no se apartan de mí. El último de mi madre llorona y el primero que te di. El último de mi madre llorona. El primero que te di, ay, de mi llorona, llorona, llorona de azul celeste, ay, de mi llorona, llorona, llorona de azul celeste, que aunque la vida me cueste, llorona, no dejaré de quererte. Aunque la vida me cueste llorona, no dejaré de quererte.
las flores de un campo santo no sé qué tienen las flores llorona las flores de un campo santo que cuando las mueve el viento llorona parece que están llorando que cuando las mueve el viento llorona parece que están llorando de mi llorona llorona Llorona, llévame al río Ay, de mi llorona, llorona Llorona, llévame al río Tapame con tu rebozo, llorona Porque me muero de frío Tapame con tu rebozo, llorona Porque me muero de frío todos me dicen el negro llorona, negro pero cariñoso. Todos me dicen el negro llorona, negro pero cariñoso. Yo soy como el chile verde llorona, picante pero sabroso. Yo soy como el chile verde llorona, Picante pero sabroso Ay de mi llorona, llorona Llorona de un campo el lirio Ay de mi llorona, llorona, llorona de un campo lirio. El que no sabe de amores, llorona, no sabe lo que es martirio. El que no sabe de amores, llorona, no sabe lo que es martirio. La tristeza de mis ojos que lloran en silencio por tu amor. Me miro en el espejo y veo tu rostro. El tiempo que he sufrido por tu adiós. Obligo que te olvide el pensamiento, pues siempre estoy pensando en el ayer. Prefiero estar dormido que despierto De tanto que me duele que no estés Como quisiera Que tú vivieras Que tus ojitos jamás se hubieran Cerrado nunca y estar mirándolo, amor eterno e inolvidable. 
tarde o temprano estaré contigo para seguir amándonos Yo he sufrido tanto ahí por tu ausencia Desde ese día hasta hoy no soy feliz Aunque tengo tranquila mi conciencia Sé que pude yo haber hecho más por ti Oscura soledad estoy viviendo La misma soledad de tu sepulcro Tú eres el amor del cual yo tengo El más triste recuerdo de Acapulco Como, como quisiera que tú vivieras que tus ojitos jamás se hubieran cerrado nunca ni están mirándonos amor eterno e inolvidable tarde o temprano estaré contigo para seguir amándonos Amor eterno, eterno, eterno e inolvidable Tarde o temprano estaré contigo Para seguir amándonos This next piece is a prayer, it's a Jewish prayer from Gates of Prayer titled, We Remember Them. I'm going to read the stem sentence and I invite you to read the response, We Remember Them. At the rising of the sun and its going down, we remember them. At the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, we remember them. At the opening of the buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. At the blueness of the skies and in the warmth of summer, we remember them. At the rustling of the leaves and in the beauty of autumn, we remember them. At the beginning of the year and when it ends, we remember them. As long as we live, they too will live for they are a part of us as we remember them. When we are weary and in need of strength, we remember them. When we are lost and sick at heart, we remember them. When we have decisions that are difficult to make, we remember them. When we have joy we crave to ch share, we remember them. When we have achievements that are based on theirs, we remember them. For as long as we live, they too will live, for they are now a part of us as 
we remember them. This, too, has been a very difficult, interesting year in the Leslie household. Uh, my father passed away in March. <clears throat> my uncle passed away very suddenly in May. And he was the last sibling of uh, my mother, living sibling. So in that sense of memory and uh, the journey, we, we traveled together. Uh, and I'm sure that's true for many of you all here today, whether it's today, yesterday, maybe what's on the horizon the days to come and amongst that i really resonated with uh juan's words and thinking my own sense of life and beginning eternity these questions that percolate i had the privilege of being in oregon for 18 years and one day being on the confederate tribes of the umatilla indian reservation and being hosted by fist biologists and the tribal chairperson, chairman, and other leaders. And we were on the upper fork of the Umatilla River Indian Reservation. And first time in my life, I saw a salmon just dashing through the shadows on the way to the headwaters to give birth and to die. It was a powerful experience that was even exponentialized some years later when I read an article that at those headwaters, 
scientists have discovered in saplings and new trees being birthed at those headwaters, salmon DNA in those trees. So that was a moment of connectivity, of that sense of we are all connected, the air we breathe that we take with us, we take you, you take me, the ashes before, the dust to dust, all of it's kind of connected. But it was such a powerful moment that also kind of restored in my sense a bit of my own balance of being so inward, it pushed me back out again. So I leave you with that. That's just my little my reflection. Of that moment on a river in, somewhere in the West it was quite powerful. Again, I want to thank you all so much for joining together for making this truly a community spot. If you come here, and if you've never been here, I invite you to come anytime. We're open 10 to 6 generally from Tuesday, Tuesday through Sunday. It's an amazing experience when you come in, the benches are in a round, they're not like this, there's prayer cushions out, just come and be. And I'm always amazed that there could be 10, 15, five people here oftentimes very disconnected. They kind of come individually and for each for their own reason. But somehow in those individual acts, suddenly there's communalism. There's something that brought them here that's sort of connected. Now for you those don't know, we do concerts, we have symposia, we have lectures, we have poetry readings. Uh, you can go on our website and see things that are on the horizon. We invite you to come back and come back and come back. So with that, I want to say, please stay if you'd like. Jesus is going to play another number. You're welcome to sit and just be until he's finished. And with that, I would say also, safe travels and much peace in the days ahead. This is a piece that I uh, composed last year for Dia de los Muertos. Hope you like it. Llegó, 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 el día de santos difuntos llegó. Llegó, 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 el día de santos difuntos llegó. Con un cirio en una mano, flores de muerto en la otra, caminando al cementerio donde se encuentra Carlota. Yo le llevo pan y queso y café en una olla, el tequila me lo tomo, celebrando su memoria. Llegó, 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 el día de santos difuntos llegó. Llegó, 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 el día de santos difuntos llegó. Con la flor de cempachuli ya se acerca la Catrina, con vestido de morado, celebrando hoy su día. Yo le canto a mi Carlota, con la tuinto en alma rota, desde el día en que se fue, de mi vida ya no sé. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó. Este día venerado, con recuerdos de a montón, celebremos a los muertos, cantantes de legresón. Yo le viene María Antonieta, rolando su bicicleta, trayarla de pan de muerto a su cuñado Roberto. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto.
llegó Calaveras de a montón en esta celebración Recibamos todos juntos a nuestros fieles difuntos Una última me canto para cerrar este son Canten, canten todos juntos y agarren el vacilón Llegó, 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 llegó el día de santo difunto llegó Llegó, 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 llegó el día de santo difunto llegó con un cirio en una mano, loros de muerte una otra, caminando al cementerio donde se encuentra Carlota. Yo le llevo pan y queso y café en una olla, el tequila me lo tomo celebrando su memoria. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó. Con la flor de ese panchuli ya se acerca la Catrina, con vestido de morado celebrando hoy su día. Llegó el tienda altina con la pendiente en la rota, desde el día en que se fue de mi vida ya no sé. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó. Este día venerado con recuerdos de a montón, celebremos a los muertos cantando este alegre sol. Y ahí viene María Antonieta rolando su bicicleta, rayolén de pan de muerto a su cuñado Roberto. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó. Calaveras de a montón en esta celebración, recibamos todos juntos a nuestros fieles difuntos. Una última me canto para hacerles este son, canten, canten todos juntos y agarren el vacilón. Llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó, 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 el día de santo difunto llegó.